and prevail in your fantasy football league with the help of our starting lineup. At host to quarterback the show, we have Nick Giacobbe. Up next, a dual threat in Dynasty and Daily Fantasy, we have Cody Repass. And finally, working the waiver wire, we have Nick Cap. These are your playmakers that will provide you with sleepers, breakouts, and busts to help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 10 of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast, where we give you our predictions, our picks, in the hopes that we help you prevail in week four and the rest of the 2021 fantasy football season. I'm your host this week, every week, for the next 12, 13, however many weeks we start doing this, Nick Giacobbe, and joining me every single time is going to be Nick Capsalis. How are we doing, everybody? And we're welcoming back Cody Repass, who missed out on Tuesday's show. Cody, how you doing? Doing good. Glad to be back. We're getting ready for week four. After week four, that's one-fourth, uh, well, not one-fourth anymore. It used to be one-fourth. Basically, one-fourth of the NFL season is already finished. So hopefully by the end of this week, all of you out there are either two and two, three and one. And if you start out really slow... Uh, one and three. Hopefully, we at least get you your first win um, of the 2021 fantasy football season. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Hopefully, you do enjoy the show. And if you do, you could find us on Tuesdays and Fridays. The audio version is going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere where you could find audio for your podcasts. If you are on iTunes slash Apple, please give us a five star review, a uh, five star rating, and a review. If you do want to watch the show, you could find us on youtube on tuesdays and fridays that's where i do our fancy graphics um you get a, to see our handsome mugs um and everything else that goes on with the video element we also do a show every single sunday live 11 a.m eastern time right before kickoff to get you ready for the games cody does his daily fantasy corner to give you his best value bargains we talk about the injury news of the day when that, that comes out at 11 30 a.m eastern time and the best part is we answer all of your questions any flex questions who to play start it daily fantasy any question you have with your lineup we'll answer it we did have some issues with twitter last week we're going to try to get that fixed for this week if for some reason you can't ask questions through the twitter live stream um go to youtube or facebook we'll be happy to answer your question through that or i would suggest tweeting us and one of us will be monitoring the twitter and we'll actually answer it um live on the show so we will have that fixed in some format um just keep uh, keep tuned to the live show so please join us again um on sunday you could find us on twitter youtube and facebook for the live show Sunday 11 a.m. Eastern time. If you want to follow us on social media, and please do, we use Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Primetime FF Pod. Go to Facebook, Primetime Fantasy Podcast, and YouTube, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Alrighty, boys, we are getting ready for week four, so we do have some injury news, injury updates that we have to talk about that we touched on on Tuesday's show, so um, let's get right into it. And I just want to preface this with with um we are recording on wednesday um september 29th if you're listening to us on the day that it drops it is october 1st the friday so this is the latest news that we have as of wednesday night um both titan titan star wide receivers are banged up at the moment aj brown may miss a week or two with his hamstring injury that's the latest update and julio jones is dealing with a leg issue his status is quote unquote up in the air for sunday against the new york jets 
Um, so let's start with you, Cody. How would these injuries affect that Titans offense against probably – I don't want to say the worst team in the league because the Texans and Jags exist, but the Jets are a top bottom three team. Um, so how would this affect that Titans offense from a fantasy perspective if A.J. Brown can't go and if Julio can't go either? It obviously is a massive hit to Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he's going to have next to no one to throw the ball to of any fantasy uh, relevance. Uh, but they have Derrick Henry. Uh, I've Fully expect A.J. Brown to miss this week, at least this week. Uh, Julio Jones, you never like to see someone pop up on the injury report in the middle of the week. It's about time for him to start having injuries, start having little naggers, start having something going on. Uh, I don't expect him to play. Uh, when he, He's a gutter. He likes to play through injuries, but it's early in the season. They have playoff aspirations and against a team like the Jets. I think they're going to play it cautious. I could see Derrick Henry getting 40 carries this week. What about you, Nick? Your has his effect that Titans offense from a fantasy perspective? Yeah, it's exactly what Cody said. I mean, t- t- big hit on Tannehill. Um, if Julio is not playing, obviously, A.J. Brown probably going to miss. Julio is someone we're used to dealing with injuries and nagging injuries um, recurring throughout the season. Um, it's about the time where it starts hitting, so – um, it's definitely a concern. I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry should already be locked in at running back one, so it's not much of a debate. But, I mean, definitely a lot more boom potential with other um, receivers out. Um, and I know we'll talk about Tannehill more later, so I won't get too much into him. But for the other receivers, I mean, I just wouldn't know who to play. So I think, I mean, I don't see any of them really as startable, even in this favorable matchup. What about, um, we're going to talk about him later, Nick Westbrook Ekine. He had four receptions last week. He had a touchdown. He looked to be Tannehill's favorite target after A.J. Brown went out. Is he somebody either of you are even considering flexing this week or you're staying far away from him? God, no. He is a DFS darling, but God, no. No, I mean, you take a look. I mean, the wide receiver position is extremely deep to begin with, so – um, I mean, the matchup's good, but I mean, the game script should have Tennessee, you know, running the ball anyway. Um, so, I mean, I'm really not looking to pull, start any of those wide receivers out there anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say for it. As somebody that is facing uh, Derek Henry this week against my friend Joe Hanley, um, I'm not really looking forward to that one. He's probably going to have a nice 40-burger on me. Oh, man, I'm going to have an uphill battle. Um, Tyree Kill, hopefully you're uh, turning on the Jets this weekend because I'm going to have a big-time uphill battle with that one. Uh, the only big injury news we could really find at the moment as of Wednesday, a lot of people didn't practice but not really worried about them, is uh, Antonio Brown is going to be practicing on Thursday. Bruce Arians announced that he will be back at practice, so he's either cleared of COVID or doesn't have COVID anymore or don't exactly know what's going on but it does seem like antonio brown will practice and he'll be playing this sunday um against his former team the new england patriots um cody is antonio brown locked into your lineup this week is is COVID gonna affect him at all or is he just locked into your lineup lock him in because tom brady is going back to foxborough play everyone that that is attached to him if you have a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, uh, they're they're all scoring. They're, I mean, except for maybe the running backs. But if you have Gronk, Godwin, Evans, Brady, um, Antonio Brown, like they're all going to have a ridiculous fantasy stat line this weekend. Um, Nick, Antonio Brown, he's locked into your lineups as well. Yeah, I think Antonio Brown, in my opinion, should be locked in pretty much every single week unless if you only have one flex spot. So, um, I mean, I think a- Antonio Brown startable every week rest of season, and obviously with Brady probably going to demand he throws the ball 50 times just to really send a message to 
a New England Patriots organization. Um, I mean, you got. Oh, they're not going to stop scoring. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm seeing the news is coming out today that Belichick couldn't meet Brady face to face to, um, you know, when he was leaving, and that Brady since 2017 has kind of had a rift with him. Like, Brady's a guy that plays with a chip on his shoulder, no matter what his age is, no matter what team he's facing. Now he's got this massive chip on his shoulder going back to Foxborough. This one's going to be a slaughtering on Sunday night. It's not going to be close. Mac Jones is going to be going up against that ridiculously tough front seven from the Bucs. Like, it's Tampa, Tampa Bay defense. And Brady's coming off a loss. Yeah, like this is gonna, this is going to be a bad one. Like I don't I don't I don't know what the spread number is right now, but I don't care if it's I don't care if it's minus twelve. You're taking the Bucks. Minus fourteen. You're taking the Bucks. Minus sixteen. You're probably still taking the Bucks. So uh, yeah, I think it's I'm nine playing. and a half. That's too low. That's too low. Put money on it right now. <laughs> um, speaking of players that should be locked into your lineup. It is time for lock or flop. It's our modified version of start sit. We're going to give you a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver, and we're going to discuss if they are a lock or a flop for this week and if they should be in your lineup. So let's start off with the quarterbacks like we always do. So when this graphic decides to actually show up on the screen for you guys that are watching the uh, on the video version, we do have some quarterbacks that uh, that we're going to talk about. So let's start off with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Cody, Jimmy Garoppolo going up against the Seattle Seahawks defense, giving up 300-plus yards to both Kirk Cousins, uh, Ryan Tannehill the last two weeks. So is Jimmy G a lock or a flop for you? I've got him just outside the top 12, so he's he's going to be a flop for me. I think he, he has a good matchup. Uh, everyone's looked good against the Seattle defense. I, I just – I don't see him as a top 12 quarterback this week. What about you, Nick? Is Jimmy G a lock or a flop for you? Hell no. Jimmy Garoppolo's trash at football. That's why they drafted a quarterback <laughs> number three. I don't care about the matchup. Doesn't have the rushing upside. They got the talented offense. But Jimmy Garoppolo is not good enough as a quarterback for me to slot him in my lineup any single week, regardless of the matchup. So I'm still not playing Jimmy G, even with the favorable one. I think he's a lock this week. I'm a Seahawks fan. I love them to death, but their defense is horrible. It can't stop a nosebleed. It can't stop a runny nose. It can't stop your nose when it's not allergy season either. He's going to throw all over them. Debo, Kittle, I think Ayuk's going to get some work. The San Francisco offense is going to put up 30-plus points on the Seahawks. I think Jimmy G is going to have two touchdowns. I think uh, Kittle will have one. Debo should have another. He's probably going to have 250 yards. I think he finishes right at number 10. So if you do need a quarterback to play, or maybe even, I don't know what his daily fantasy value is, but uh, Jimmy G could be a guy that is, it could be very serviceable this week because the Seahawks defense is atrocious. It, it really is. They don't get pressure. Um, they don't really cover well from the corner spots. They really only have Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner who just can kind of tackle. That's, that's about it. I'm ranting more about the Seahawks now, but Jimmy G and the 49ers should all be locked into your lineups, even though I can't stand Kyle Shanahan for fantasy purposes. Uh, let's talk about Jalen Hurts. Cody, this is one of your guys that you've been very high on in the season. Um, didn't I forget what his fantasy stat line last week was against Dallas, but I know the Eagles got dumped out pretty badly. Um, but he's uh, he's facing the Chiefs this week who are coming off back-to-back uh, -back losses. So is Jalen Hurts at home uh, a lock or a flop for you? He's a lock, rushing upside. He's going to have to throw. Uh, he was a top 10 quarterback last week when they got absolutely thrashed on Monday Night Football because garbage time. It doesn't matter how how or when they get it. If the points at the end of the game are all that matters, Jalen Hurts, 
top 10 quarterback. Lock him in. What about you, Nick? Is Jalen Hurts a lock or a flop for you? Right there with Cody. Jalen Hurts should be locked in every single week to your lineup. The team is not good. That week one was a fluke. Even in week one, he delivered fantasy numbers against the poor secondary. Game script is always going to be bad for those Eagles. He has the rushing upside. He has dec- He has good enough passing ability to give you consistent numbers on a week-by-week basis. Jalen Hurts constantly every week, regardless of matchup, should be locked in your lineup. I saw this stat that uh, Kansas City has allowed the second most fantasy points, 25 points, points per game, um, most rushing and the most rushing yards to the position. Um, that's from Michael Fabiano, stardom sit him. Um, so credit to him on that one. So with that said, I mean, Hertz is going to have probably 25 fantasy points. He's going to get a rushing touchdown at least, probably throw for one or two. Um, so Hertz should be a top seven, top six quarterback. So if you have him, let's lock him into your starting position. Ryan Tannehill at the Jets. I'll take this one first. If those receivers were healthy, I'd have Ryan Tannehill as a top five quarterback going into this week. But without A.J. Brown, without Julio Jones, I think you're going to really rely on that big tractor over there, Derrick Henry. Just let him run all over the Jets for four quarters. I don't see Tannehill having to do much. I don't see him really eclipsing 25 fantasy points. So uh, for me, Ryan Tannehill is going to be a flop on the week. What about you, Nick? Uh, I'm with you, Nick. Right? I mean, the Jets obviously they're not not a very good team. Run script says, game script says they're going to run the ball. They do not have Jonu Smith from last year. They do not have Corey Davis from last year. They do not have Adam Humphreys from the prior years. They do not have Julio this week. They do not have. They most likely don't have Julio. They most likely don't have AJ Brown. It's all the makings of a great matchup and what could have been a great fantasy outcome. But they're too injury riddled and missing too many of Tannehill's reliable pieces. Where I still can't, I just can't start him without at least one of those two wide receivers in the lineup. What about you, Cody? Uh, he's he's a flop for me. I don't see him as a top twelve quarterback. All right, moving on to the running backs. Um, Let's start off with uh, Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard is filling in for Christian McCaffrey. Um, McCaffrey is averaging 25 fantasy points a game, and now Hubbard's slotting into that role. So, Nick, is Chubba Hubbard against the Cowboys going to be a lock or a flop? Lock him in. You saw that production last week, and they still like using the running back um, position, whether it's McCaffrey or not. You saw it with Mike Davis last year. Hubbard's replacing him. They like the guy so much that they let Davis walk. Um, th- there's clearly something there with him. The upsides there of taking over Christian McCaffrey's role in a Matt Rule offense with Sam Darnold, who clearly has taken a step up. They got two other receiving options there, two reliable ones. So the field's going to be open for the running game. Um, it's it's more of, you know, it's not really the talent of Hubbard so much as opportunity and usage rate. Um, you know, it, with those two alone, he brings you the floor of a running back, a low-end running back two with the upside of a mid-tier running back one. Um, and, and that's really all you can ask from the running back position. So I say you got to lock them in. What about you, Cody? Lock or flop on the number one waiver target from uh, from week four? He's a flop for me. Dallas's run defense is legit. Uh, they're not the fantasy carnival anymore. It makes me sad. But I, I've never been, well, I've well, never been Cody, a fan. I mean, I mean, Cody, the carnival leaves town every few months, so there's got to be another one coming in at some point. Maybe I think the Seahawks. I mean, I'm putting I'm putting the Seahawks in fantasy carnival right now. I'm putting them putting I mean, them up for hey. Alexander Madison. Madison had 20 plus fantasy points without a touchdown. Thielen and Jefferson, I think both Jefferson had close to 20 last week. Yeah, like, like the Seahawks are the fantasy carnival. I'm crowning them that. They're a bunch of clowns they, over there. 
they have a good offense. They might take over that as the fantasy carnival. But for me, I, I just can't get behind uh, Chuba until I, I see it. The game on Thursday night, they gave him some goal line work. They took him out when he couldn't score, when he dropped the ball in the end zone. They ran a tight end in for a touchdown. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to get a ton of work. I think he's going to split with Royce Freeman. I, I think they're not going to utilize him as much as everyone thinks they're going to. I uh, I just don't see him being a, a top 25 running back on Sunday. I say that Chubba Hubbard is a lock, and here's why. The running back position is so thin, and if you did get him off your waiver wire, you probably had the number one waiver. You may have even had Christian McCaffrey, and that might be the reason why you had the uh, the number one waiver. So you probably have to start him. I don't know who your running backs would be, but if you're starting him over a guy like if Daryl Henderson is banged up or doesn't play or Miles Gaskin or any of those Raiders running backs, I think there's guys that you may not want to stay away from. And I don't think Chubba Hubbard really has any competition over there. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't do Royce Freeman. Like he's not, the Broncos would have kept them if there was something there. Instead, they drafted Javante Williams and kept Melvin Gordon. Um, he was fun to watch at Oregon, but I just don't think that he's the answer over there at Carolina. I think they like Chubba Hubbard and, um, I think he's going to slot into that role, like Nick said, that Mike Davis played last year. He could catch the ball. He could run the ball. I think he's good for a touchdown against that Dallas defense, even though they're not terrible. Um, I still think he's good for a solid running back to start um, this weekend. So I'm locking him in. What about Trey Sermon going up against the brand-new carnival in town, the Seattle Seahawks, Cody? Is he a lock or a flop? I'm locking him in. Kyle Shanahan pulled a fast one on me and jerked the carpet out with Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, as his masterpiece of the week. But I'm locking Sermon in if Elijah Mitchell is out. That Seattle run defense is god-awful. It's the worst in football. Their pass defense is bad, but their run defense is is pathetic. Uh, Trey Sermon will have gaping holes. Just let him run the ball. Like He's going to go over 100 yards if he has 12 rushes. They have, I mean, they have nine goats out there on defense. It's Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, and a bunch of ghosts that don't want to touch anybody. It's the the court. The quarters are giving cushions. Like I'm sitting on two cushions right now, so you can see my shirt. The the cushions between the cornerback and the receiver are just massive. They're they're social distancing out there in the secondary. So, um, (laughs) player 49ers. um, Except for Trey Sermon, because I am flopping him this week. I know the running lane is going to be there. However. I don't trust Kyle Shanahan. I don't trust Elijah Mitchell there. I don't trust Kyle Juszczyk. I don't trust what he's going to do with the receivers at the goal line. I don't trust the shuffle pass, the kittle. I don't trust the little dump off to Ayuk or Debo. Sermon's a flop for me because I don't think he hits the end zone. I think, And the only way that he's a lock is if he does hit the end zone because guess what? He only had 11 fantasy points last week, and six of it came from the touchdown. So for me, even though the matchup is great, and even though I'm saying play every other 49er, play Kittle. Play Ayuk, play uh, Debo, maybe play Jimmy G, depending on your quarterback situation. But aside from that, Trey Sermon, to me, he's a flop. What about you, Nick? I'm going to make it short and sweet. Elijah Mitchell is playing. You are not playing Sermon. Elijah Mitchell's not playing. You are playing Sermon. Short and sweet. There you go. All right. What about David Montgomery? Um, we're talking about fantasy carnivals. Um, 
the, the the Bears offense is a freak show at the moment. It's like a horror house over there. It's, oh my god! I don't know how to describe them at this point because everything's bad about the Bears at the moment. Um, but they're facing the Lions this week. The Lions are a tough team, but a favorable matchup from a fantasy perspective. So, Cody, does David Montgomery get back on track this week? Ah, uh, he should. I mean, you're obviously starting him. You drafted him in the third, maybe fourth round if you got lucky. Uh, there's no possible way you can sit David Montgomery, especially in a matchup like this. And what about you, Nick? Any thoughts? Lock him in. I say lock him in not just because of the fact that you drafted him in the third or fourth round. Um, he had 25-plus fantasy points last year against Detroit, um, and Detroit just gave Aaron Jones, like, what, four touchdowns and 100 yards like two weeks ago. Um, the 49ers ran all over them with a couple different guys. Uh, so the, the, the run defense from Detroit's not great. And I think this is a big get right game for, um, the bears. It all comes down to that bum, Matt Nagy is Matt Nagy going to adjust his offense to trade, uh, to Justin Fields, or is he going to be like, nah, we're going to put Justin Fields in the Andy Dalton offense and try to make him be Andy Dalton, which is stupid. We'll see. I don't trust Matt Nagy, but I'll trust Jordan, uh, David Montgomery in this one. I keep saying Jordan Montgomery on the show. I'm thinking of the Yankees for some reason. I don't know why. Um, anyway, uh, start David Montgomery uh, this week. Alrighty, on to wide receivers. We got a Jet, we got a Dolphin, and graphic doesn't want to show up, so I don't know the third one at the moment. Um, let's Ram. start. Uh, we got a Ram. Yeah, Robert Woods. Too many guys on the show we're talking about, guys. Um we're going to start off with Corey Davis against the Tennessee Titans. Corey Davis had 26 fantasy points week one. We thought he was going to get the volume, thought this is your one of the sleepers in round 10 or whatever. And then we got week two, week three, and there's two stinkers right out there. So uh, Corey Davis, Titans at Jets. Is he a lock or a flop for you, Nick? Lock him in. Corey Davis was drafted in the 10th round for a reason. You didn't expect him to have that workload and be that consistent. The entire year, that's why he was not drafted fifth, sixth, seventh round. Corey Davis is locked in for me this week. Titans have done awful against wide receivers. He's going to have some production. Zach Wilson has struggled, but he's played, um, you know, tougher defenses. He played New England. He played Denver, um, and he opened the season with uh, Carolina, who clearly, clearly took a step up um, on de- on defense. Absolutely not a doubt. Uh, I think from any of our minds, um, Corey Davis is the easiest matchup Wilson's had. And he clearly favors Corey Davis. I think he had double-digit targets last week um, and averaged a little over two yards of separation per play. Um, Corey Davis is going to find production in this game. What about you, Cody? Locker flop on Corey Davis. Lock him in. Top 30 wide receiver. Nick mentioned it. New England defense shut him out. They killed Zach Wilson, let's just be honest. Uh, the Broncos, same thing. Uh, Panthers are a little bit further down. He got the two touchdowns kind of to save the day uh the target volume is is all you need to see i mean if he gets 10 targets against the titans he's a top 30 wide receiver no doubt i'm flopping him and here's why they haven't i know the last two defenses were tough but i haven't seen anything from the jets offense that shows me that they're going to consistently move the ball enough to the point where i could trust Corey davis as one of my top four wide receivers on my team um the receiver position is so deep i just see so much upside from 
40, 30 receivers. And I don't know if I see that upside until I could see it on a consistent basis to where you could get more than seven, 10 points in, in my flex spot. So I got to keep him on my bench for now. Um, but this is the easiest, uh, the, the lightest defense that he's faced so far next to Carolina because Carolina's defense actually looks pretty decent. So no, this defense is way, way easier than anything they face. Tennessee gets no, yeah, no pass. Right, right, right. No, no, no that, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. If, if Zach Wilson and Corey Davis can't connect in this one, if Corey Davis is less than five fantasy points in this one, he's going to start showing up on stash or trash. Yet nah, the I don't reality see that of happening. Yep, I, I'm putting him on that list because if he shows up If he gets game, 10 I, targets, there's no way he gets five points. He's going to get 10 targets. Yeah, but how many, he got he 10 targets against Denver. He only had like yep. five points, though. He didn't have more than five yeah, that's points. because Denver's secondary is ridiculous. Well, let's all that, that, look that's, at volume. But, but again, but again, but again, that's what I'm saying. If if he goes out against Tennessee this week and has less than five fantasy points, it's happen. a consideration at that point. It's it, it's I would a bet hundred dollars that don't happen. I, I don't have a hundred dollars to bet right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all righty, let's move on to Jalen Waddle. Cody, is he a lock or a flop going up against um the Colts, who are just He's a lock on volume alone. He is just an absolute lock on volume alone. Jacoby Brissett will not push the ball down the field. He doesn't know how to throw it beyond 10 yards. So Jalen Waddle and a guy we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes are absolute smashes because they're going to get 10 to 15 targets a game because the guy will not push the ball down the field. If you listen to Tuesday's show, and I hope he did, I spoke about Jalen Waddle's ridiculous target share. He led the team in targets, receptions. I think it was routes run, whatever. He he led the whole team in everything. He's become Jacoby Brissett's uh, favorite target um, within just one week. So I, I think he's going to keep targeting him. And the Colts defense is not very good against slot receivers. If you have Jalen Waddle, slot him into your lineups. You'd have to have an extremely good receiving core to not consider putting Waddle in your starting lineup. Uh, Nick, is he locked for you as well? Yep, lock him in. Ton of volume. Colts secondary has struggled against the wide receivers week one, two, and three, even though Tennessee had to space the ball out with Julio struggling and with A.J. Brown out there. Um, Jalen Waddle is going to see production against the secondary. All right, big showdown in the NFC West, Cardinals, Rams. Um, Robert Woods, is he a lock or a flop going up against Arizona, Cody? Uh, he, I can't play him until he shows some signs of life. I don't know if like he crapped in Matthew Stafford's locker or but you, but you would or but you would what? play Corey Davis. You would play Corey Davis over Robert Woods right now. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Volume. Ten targets a game for Corey Davis. Three for Robert Woods. Three. Robert Woods is outscoring Corey Davis this nope. week. Robert Woods is outscoring Corey Davis this week. He is. Nope. It's gonna happen. Not unless he gets in the happen. end zone a couple of times. He's still at, he's still getting like six targets a game though. Nah, he's getting barely. six targets a game. Six. He's getting he's getting six targets a game from a borderline uh, great elite quarterback on one of the best offenses on the league. Zach Wilson's running behind a bunch of trash bags, and the offensive line would, kept responding to DMs from fans cooking them. The team is I would all rather, out of sorts right now. I'll trust hey, the Rams. I would rather play hey, Corey Davis hey. over Robert Woods. 
Hey, let's let's cut out the jet slander and let's focus on fantasy, Mister One and Two Seattle <laughs> Pete Carroll, man. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm ready to get my hashtag going again from last year. Pete Carroll, you're not. You're getting on my hot seat again, buddy. Um, Robert Woods for me. He's a very low end lock. The Cardinals defense has allowed a lot of points oh to wide receivers. There was a shootout against the Vikings. I mean, the Jags put up like 20, 25 on them. Um, he's a low-end lock for me because I think you draft him around three or four, and I think that the, the target share is still there. And At some point, I think he has to break out. This could be that breakout game. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a 35-35 game. I think he does get his. And Not on that Rams defense, it won't be. If, well, if Tampa Bay Arizona. only scored 20 – Oh man, I'm I'm telling you, where's it's at? It's at uh, it's at LA. Uh, good luck. Well, good luck. I, I've also I've also called the Cardinals the best offense in the league on this show before. So let's see if they make me eat their eat my words or not. Um, Nick, we we talked enough. Is Robert Woods a lock or a flop for you? I mean, I, I got them locked in. I mean, I know that they like to rotate. They're rotating that third wide receiver. Higby had a lot of usage last week. Um, you know, the, the, Sean McVay finds different ways to get the ball down the field and Cooper cup might feel like the only reliable option, maybe Higby as well in that offense, but Robert Woods is still an elite receiver. He's seeing, you know, he's on the field most, I mean, for, I think he was on the field for 90% of snaps, uh, last week. Uh, I think it was uh, a little over 87 the week before and high nineties week one he's on the field. So, you know, it's not like he's getting pulled out for these other receivers like Van Jefferson and Deshaun Jackson that, came out of a tombstone to catch that uh, the deep ball. I mean, Robert Woods is going to start finding his production and his groove at some point. And, I mean, I, I'm not going to bench him. I think the guy sees the field too much and has way too much talent on an offense that easily moves the ball down the field where I, I can't see not playing him. There you go. All right, we're going to move on now to the final position. We have tight ends. We have uh, Mike Gusecki with a big game last week. Um, we have uh, Tyler Conklin, another one, big game last week, and Dalton Schultz. Let's start with Gusecki, keep it with the Dolphins. Uh, Cody, he had, I think, 12 targets last week, if I'm correct. Is he a lock or a flop this week going up against the Colts? He's a lock, just like Jalen Waddle. They're the only two pass catchers that <laughs> Jacoby Brissett likes to throw to. Lock him in. <laughs> Um, Cody, I think we're actually playing in fantasy this week, and I did pick up Gisecki to play against you. Gisecki? I hope he's sucky. No, I hope not, because John Smith has combined for like 10 points through my first three weeks. So um, I took him out to the dumpster and locked that lid real tight and set it on fire. So he's gone. Um, Gusecki's a low end lock for me. The Colts have been tough on tight ends. I saw a stat that, like, in the last eight games, I think they've only allowed three touchdowns, r- roughly 50 yards. Um, but Brissett's gonna lead on him, so I think he's still gonna get like six, eight targets if you get in the end zone once, get you over 10 fantasy points. To me, that's a lock for the tight end position, especially one that you probably just pick off, uh, picked up off the waivers last week. Uh, Nick Gusecki, locker flop. He's got to be a lock. Double-digit um, targets from a tight end position. It does not happen often. Um, you know, I mean, the only guys you really see doing that was Darren Waller week one. Um, you see Kelsey get it um, throughout the season. You see Kittle get it um, on some games when Shanahan likes using him. You, you really don't see it from anybody else. If you got a tight end sitting there on your waiver wire getting a double-digit ta- double digit targets um, in, in a week, I mean, I think you should be starting him over most of the other guys you drafted in those mid-rounds. All right. What about Tyler Conklin? I believe he caught seven balls last week for 
60 yards and a touchdown, something like that. It was a big breakout game for him, but is it a breakout game or was it a one-off Cody? Is he a lock or a flop going up against those Cleveland Browns? Nah, he's a flop. He He's averaging around four or five targets a game. He had outlier performance. Deep, deep leagues. I'm playing him in a league because my tight end spot is, is awful. I'm just hoping he gets in the end zone, but that's all you can really hope for with him. Yeah, I think he's end zone or bust, and I think that was a fluke game that the Seahawks defense just couldn't cover the tight end position because guess what? They cannot cover any position. Nobody. I would love to see Zach Wilson against the Seahawks defense because they're terrible. (laughs) I'd Um, love to see Zach Wilson against that Seahawks defense as well. That's a get-right game for Zach Wilson. Um, Yeah, uh, Coughlin's a a flop for me. Don't don't chase the points from last week. There's no consistency there. Maybe if he does, maybe if he gets like six targets this week, you think about it, but uh, you got to see something before you consider starting him. Um, Nick, your thoughts? It's the ever-rotating tight end that somehow pops up at the top of the (laughs) The line. That's projection was 1.2 the week before and is now all of a sudden in double digits. That's what Tyler Conklin is. We saw it with Max Williams. You you see it with Conklin now. It's going to keep rotating. It's going to be, there's always going to be that one guy. Conklin's in way too crowded of an offense. I'm not trusting it. How about Dalton Schultz? He's in another crowded (laughs) offense. Um, but uh, is he a lot oh, for you? God. Sounds like you could God, no. spit it out. God, no. Want to talk about an outlier performance? The two touchdowns on five catches, one of them it looked like the defense <laughs> just fell over, like they just didn't give two shits about what happened. Like, no, this guy does not belong on any fantasy roster. No, no. Blake Jarwin <laughs> still plays – 60% of the snaps. This dude don't even play 50% of the snaps on an offense that's loaded with talent. That If he outscores that performance, I I don't know. I, I'll I'll shave my well, head. He's, well, you just heard it right there. So if he outscores his performance from last week, you're shaving your head. Yep. 20, I'll, I will points. shave it. Cue ball. Cue ball. I will <laughs> razor. Like the, 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 the audio is right here. So I hope you know, like, we're holding you to this. Like, the audio is here. I hope so. you do. I, there is no <laughs> way this dude is scoring 26 points again. <laughs> All right. No I mean, way. We're going with it. Um, for me, he's a low end lock because he had five targets for week one. The Cowboys are going to toss the ball around a lot. And I think Dak trusts him. I think he's running more than 60. I think he's on the field for more than 60% than, uh, Blake Jarrett. I think he's becoming Dak's almost like safety blanket. So he's a very low end lock for me. I think I'd put him at 12 or 14. So if you're in a person league, because he doesn't share snaps. Yeah, but he's also sharing targets with Jefferson and, uh, you know. Dalton Schultz is sharing with CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Zeke, and Paul. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I trust but I trust Dak over Kirk Cousins. Whatever. I don't I trust Dalton have, Schultz I, as far I, as I, I can I throw hope, him. I hope you have to shave your head. This would be hilarious. I hope I we, do, we, too. We may, have to, we may have to live stream it. That would be hilarious. Um, all right, Nick, Dalton Schultz, locker flop. <laughs> He's locked in, baby. I got him locked and loaded. Let's go. So, oh my so for those god! Of you, for those of you oh uh, watching, doing the audio portion, Nick just held up his fantasy roster. Which league is that, Nick? Which league are you play? That is in my most expensive. Is, is that your zero and three league? Oh. No, this is not. This is a this is a two and one league. We uh we're, we're looking good right now. We got the roster playing well. I got Dalton Schultz locked right in there. Um, you know, God, he went, he went, I'm sorry. He went six, 
six for six week one, two for two uh, week two, six for seven last week. The Dak likes him. He's not dropping the ball. Two for two. Nope, <laughs> two. No, no, get no, the razor Mike. out. Get the razor out. <laughs> Let's go. No, no, no Michael Gallup. He's a safe blanket option. Zeke's not catching the ball as much as he used to. Tony Pollard's being run from the outside and some of those short little catches. But Dalton Schultz is a safety blanket, and he likes him in the red zone. I'm going to stick with that uh, for this week as I drop Jonu Smith for him. I'm going to roll him out. All right, that was lock or flop for week four. We're now going to kick it to rapid fire, which is a, a larger version of start sit. We give you one player from each, uh, well, two players of each game, one from each opposing team, and we'll tell you which one we would rather play. So going to start off, we have Logan Thomas or Kyle Pitts. Cody? Kyle Pitts. I'm going to stay on that wagon till the wheels fall off. I don't know, man. Those wheels are kind of loose at the moment. I'm not sure how much mileage you have on it, but uh, those wheels are going to get out of air really quick at the moment. I don't like Falcons. I'm taking Logan Thomas, Nick. Kyle Pitts. I'm rolling with him. Uh, but if if, he, if he's not productive this week, it's a big question mark at why you drafted him. Brandon Cooks or Stephon Diggs? Cody? Diggs, 100%. The offense alone, I I love Brandon Cooks. He's a fantastic player, but he don't have Josh Allen throwing him the ball. I don't care who's throwing him the ball. I'm taking Brandon Cooks. It's a bold take, but Brandon Cooks outscores Stephon Diggs each of those three weeks. There's a lot of mounts to feed in the Bills' offense. They run up the score. The uh, those uh, those Texans will be playing from behind, and Cooks is he's shot my mouth. I was fading him a little bit, and. Davius White, he's gonna get him. I'm taking Brandon Cooks. I'll 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 give the bold prediction for Brandon Cooks, Nick. I'm going Stephon Diggs. Guy's way too talented. Got <laughs> such a better quarterback. I'm so I'm sorry, Nick. I love I like this the is bold get right game. I I can see it. It might be the get right game, but if I if I I mean I could be wrong on this one, that's fine because Cooks is still three for three. Cooks is good. Game, I, so. I love I love Brandon Cooks. I mean, I'm, look, I'm a little worried about uh, 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 Tre'Davious White. I mean, that's honestly, fair. I, I well, can't I'm they can't they just lock Cooks at that point? They can put him in the slot. Uh, White will follow him. I think. I think. I I mean, I'm starting both. Honestly, I think both get such a good nah, I would. Yeah. There. I mean, like yeah. I, I I don't really think it's a question of which. I think it's who has the bigger week, and I like Mick's bold take, but there's no way I'm going to bet against Stephon Diggs. No, that's fair. What about TJ Hawkinson or Allen Robinson? Two disappointments from last week, Cody. TJ Hawkinson. The Hawk alarm is ringing. He hit the snooze button last week, but way too big of a target share. And surprisingly, no question mark at quarterback. Jared Goff. Oh, my God. Matt Matt Nagy needs to be dumped into Lake Michigan, or I don't trust any Bears. So I'm taking Hawkinson in this one. I'm going Allen Robinson. Give me a Rob. It sounds like Andy Dalton's playing this this week, and according to ESPN projections, it looks like Andy Dalton's the starter. Give me Andy Dalton favoring Ugh. his his Ugh. number one wide receiver. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Get get Ugh. Ugh. the Bears. Ugh. Oh God! Anyway, if uh, Matt is not fired by week eight, I I I don't get the NFL anymore. He's gonna find a way to save his job somehow. He'll he'll do something no, stupid to save. No, that, that job is gone. It, that job's gone. Yeah, he'll yeah, find a way. Life finds a way. Uh, DJ Moore or CD uh, CD Lamb? Ooh, that's a good DJ one. Moore. 
massive target share. I would not be shocked he gets 18 targets this week. I like Cody's take. I'm going to stick it with DJ Moore. I think see, I think you play both of them no matter what. Every single week, oh, yeah. DJ Moore is going to get a ridiculous target share with Sam Darnold, who's lighting up the fantasy world. And he hates Robbie Anderson. He reminds him of the Jets, so he just he just doesn't throw to him anymore. He threw he threw a fifty seven yard touchdown to Robbie Anderson. He did that little Jet celebration. He deserved it, and he just doesn't like him ever since for some reason. But and Sam Darnold said, "Bro, we don't play for the Jets no more. You can't can do that. It's PTSD at this point. I'm taking CD Lamb. DJ Moore's production went down significantly. Um, this like after the second half, once McCaffrey was down, he had 100 yards in the first half and barely saw targets in the second half because of it. Uh, they spaced the field better with McCaffrey. I think DJ Moore, he's still a starter, obviously, but I don't think he has as much upside without McCaffrey and that spacing in the field. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in CD Lamb over him for this week. What about Jalen Waddle or Michael Pittman, Nick? I'll go Michael Pittman. I really do. I like the player. I think he's got a big. Um, I think he's playing extremely well. I think he's the only wide receiver that's been extremely reliable for the Colts. And I, I mean, I love him. I love him his rookie year. I love him this year. Um, I think he's got massive upside. I like Waddle as well, but I, I just really like what I'm seeing from Pittman. And I, I feel confident playing him uh, on a weekly basis at this point. I worry for most Colts players as long as they still have uh, occupancy in the, uh, in the hospital. So I'm going to take Jalen Waddle as a phenomenal matchup this week. Yeah, I'm going Waddle as well. Uh, Pittman, I love Pittman. I own him in a couple leagues. Uh, Miami's secondary is legit. Like they, they're good. Uh, the rest of their team probably isn't very good. Uh, but I uh, give me Waddle. Waddle's going to get tons of targets. Pittman is too. Waddle will be a little bit more efficient. OBJ or Alexander Madison, assuming Delvin Cook doesn't play again. We're we're, we're recording on Friday, but I mean, uh, Cook practiced when today. Cook did. Okay, so Madison mm-hmm. probably. Um, you know what? We're gonna switch it now. OBJ or Adam Thielen. Thielen or yeah. okay, cool. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, you gotta go with both of those um, Viking receivers um, over OBJ. But I think OBJ is gonna have a good game though. That Vikings defense isn't. Great. OBJ looked pretty good last week. He made a couple of good grabs. I think he had 70 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, but I think this week he does get in the end zone um, against the Vikings. Kenny Galladay or Marquez Callaway? Hey, can we can we not talk Odell Thielen? Yeah. What, what do you got? Oh, I thought we were done. What do you got? You're good. Uh, I'm go going to go man. Odell. I called it last week. Uh, I, I didn't get to say to Cody on Tuesday. But Odell, I said his line was Tyler Boyd scored 0.1 more points than Tyler Boyd. I love it. I love Odell rest of the season. He's going to get a much bigger workload as the season progresses. And as long as Jarvis is not there, he's the clear-cut wide receiver one on that team. Not a question asked. I think you lock him in every single week with Jarvis out. I don't think there's any question with Jarvis in. He's still the wide receiver one over yeah. there. Um, I'm going Odell <laughs> over Thielen. Yeah. Give me go. Odell. He looked good. Oh, I, oh, uh, I, I he, thought. I thought. I thought. I thought when I mentioned Thielen before, you guys are both saying Thielen. That's why I skipped no. it. All okay. right. All right. Um, man, that's tough. I'm gonna go I'm with going Thielen. Odell. I'm gonna go with Thielen because I trust the Vikings to throw the ball more than the Browns. So I think Thielen gets the end zone. Um, it's just what he does. He lives in, in in the end zone with Kirk Cousins, and he usually gets five, six targets. So I'm gonna go with Adam Thielen. Kenny Galladay or Marquez Callaway, Cody? 
<laughs> Neither. <laughs> Hope you don't have to play one. If I had to pick one, uh, uh you're, you're choosing you're choosing you're choosing the black garbage bag over the white uh, garbage bag. Galladay. Or the green I guess. Or the green or, or the green one. Whatever color garbage bag you want. Like there's really no the doggy bag, the kitchen garbage. Like I don't, I don't know which one you want to label it, but I'll trash. go with Both of them are true. Yeah. I'll go, go with Galladay as well. I'll go with Galladay, but I'm totally against Galladay this season. I don't want any part of him, but sure. I'll take him over Callaway. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Galladay as well. Um, we're uncertain with uh, – I mean, Sladen and Shepard both suffered injuries. I think they're both going to be out there anyway. But I think Galladay will have a bigger workload than uh, Callaway will. I'll, I'm hype as a Michael Thomas owner because Callaway, I mean, other than the, getting in the end zone last week, has been unproductive. But, uh, I mean, I think, Gall- I think Galladay has a better chance to have a big game. Uh, Callaway's an elite wide receiver when catching Jameis Winston <laughs> jump balls. So that's that. Um, Nick Westbrook, Ekin, I think that's how you say his name, or Corey Davis. I think we're all going Corey Davis here. Corey as Davis. As much as I don't Corey like Corey Davis. Davis. Not even close. Yeah. This is a tougher game to do the, um, the rapid fire for because everybody on the Titans is kind of hobbled. Um, Devontae Smith or Clyde Edwards Elaire. Ugh. I'll take Devontae Smith because the Eagles are going to be playing from behind, have to throw the ball. The Chiefs don't have an elite corner, so I'll take Devontae Smith. I'll take CH. I'll go Clyde. I'll go Clyde as well. Zeke just nearly ran for 100. He looked really good in my opinion, but Clyde also just went for 100 yards last week. I'll keep rolling the momentum for now. How about Tyler Lockett or Brandon Ayuk? Ooh, I'll give me Ayuk. That kid, he looked like he had a little juice on Sunday night. I picked him up in a couple leagues where people got a little too antsy and dropped him. Who drops Brandon or Brandon Ayuk? Honestly, never we thought I'd ever see the drop him. We said it for weeks. That's not the to dumbest drop him. thing I've ever seen. You drafted him probably around seven or eight to be a wide receiver, three or four, and you drop him like even higher. Higher no, you drafted him before seven or eight. Stupid. Yeah, he's Stupid. long gone. Probably five, six. five, six in most leagues. People, Stupid he human. was drafted a full 18 or 20 picks before Debo Samuel. Even more yeah. than that, I think. I yeah. think Debo went most leagues eight, nine. Ayuk fell. I mean, most people that like the year two breakout drafted him in the fifth round. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like there's a big disparity. I'm he going pretty good. I'm a. I'm going Brandon Ayuk as well because Tyler Lockett had his big boom games. I don't think he has another one in four weeks. And Ayuk is going against the carnival that's in town. All all nine clowns out there on defense coming out of the little tiny clown car. Um, give me Brandon Ayuk to score and at, at least 50 yards this week. What about you, Nick? I'm playing both in leagues, but give me Tyler Lockett. <laughs> you know what it was? It's not called boom weeks anymore. That's Tyler Lockett weeks, and he has bust weeks because that's Tyler Lockett. That's who that player is for this season. I love Lockett on the year long. I think that he had a bust week versus boom weeks. I love Tyler Lockett. Give me Lockett. Well, I, I'm taking number 14 to be Russell Wilson's <laughs> handyman, depending on what that offense is. Tyler Lockett, wide there. receiver one on All that team. Confirmed. No. Um, Christian Kirk <laughs> or Robert Woods? Cody. Christian Kirk. <laughs> All day. Oh, All no. day. No. no way. Nope. I'm taking well, Robert over Woods. Over 60 I'm ta- yards I'm ta- every I'm game. Robert Woods. I'm taking Robert Woods because Robert. I don't know. I don't know. I love the Arizona. Well, you just told me how hard the Arizona offense has it this week against the Rams. So you're going against the Green. Yeah, I'm going Christian Kirk because he's consistently showed it this year. Over 60 yards in every game. He's not getting Jalen Ramsey. 
I'll take Christian Kirk. If if DeAndre Hopkins is healthy, uh, uh, Kirk is seeing less than fifty percent of the field. Robert Woods is out there ninety. Also, they're also switching out Rondell Moore and AJ Green into there, so I don't really trust the number two receiver on the Cardinals right now. I trust Robert Woods due to his production. And, and over Christian the last Kirk's probably the wide receiver four with how much they like uh, Rondell Moore and and Chase Edmonds offers upside in the passing game. So I, I love the I, Arizona team as an hurt. offense, but from a fantasy perspective, I don't know if I could trust any of their number two wide receivers to comfortably start them right now. But I'll trust Robert Woods based on his production um, throughout his career. Cortland Sutton or or uh, you shouldn't call him Hollywood Brown anymore because the guy just keeps dropping touchdowns. So uh, Marquise Brown or Cortland Sutton, Cody. Uh, it's got to be Cortland Sutton. They lost KJ Hamler on Sunday. It's literally Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick on on offense as a pass catcher. You got Noah Fant, but dude disappears like like a mom. He's a bum. I can't stand that dude. I can't wait till I get rid of his ass. Wasted a first-round pick on a dude that won't even go after a fumble. Bum. He's a flop. Actually, he's a trash. I didn't get to talk about him in Stash of Trash. Trash that bum. Cortland Sutton's going to go nuts on Sunday. I'm taking Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick this week in your starting lineups. Uh, Marquise Brown can't haul in touchdowns, so I'm, I'm not trusting Marquise Brown. Um, Nick? I'm setting both. I think this is the toughest defense that uh, Sutton had to face. I think I'm actually going to favor Hollywood Brown a little bit because I think that Lamar does still is going to have to throw the ball um, a lot in this game. And I think that he still likes um, Hollywood Brown as a target. Even with the two um, drops last week in the end zone, he still looks for him. We knew about the dropping problem a whole year ago, and nothing's changed in that offense. So he's still going to get that workload, and for that reason, I'm going to give him the slight edge. But I, I think I'd bench both if I could. Juju Smith-Schuster or Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Cody? Juju, he plays the whole game. <laughs> I'll take Juju, but his fantasy production through the first two weeks isn't spectacular. He's had two weeks under 10 points, and on top of that, Big Ben just can't throw the ball. He doesn't have a shoulder. He has one arm at the moment, and half his passes are going to go to uh, Najee Harris, it looks like, so... I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I would start. Well, Juju, Juju did Nick. leave the game in like the third last week. Yeah. He missed true. almost a half. Yeah. yeah. He's a little banged up. Uh, Nick, what about you? I mean, I don't want to play either, but I think it's got to be Juju just for how much of the field he sees. Jacoby Myers or Antonio Brown in Foxborough. I think we're all going AB here, right? I mean, we're going with all the bucks here besides the running backs. I'd take A.B. over Aguilar. I'd take him over Myers. I'd take him over Kendrick Bourne. I would I'd take him over AB. all three together. All, th- all three all three combined. Yeah, Cody beat me to it. Um, Yeah, A.B. And lastly, on Monday Night Football, two total studs, Mike Williams or Darren Waller. You're playing both, but for, for, for fun of the segment, um, who would you rather play? Waller the baller, baby. Money not football is when he does his his money dance in the in the end zone. He almost made me a million dollars, so I'm playing Darren Waller. I'm taking. I Mike love Williams. Mike Williams. Mike, Mike I've Williams, been all over five, Mike Williams. He's a top five fantasy wide receiver on the year right now. I'm playing this week against my buddy Joe, and I'm scared to death about that. I want no part of Mike Williams as an opponent, but probably gonna have another twenty point fantasy day against the Raiders and it should be a good game. Should be a really good game in the divisional matchup. Could be a lot of fantasy points and a lot of Monday night miracles or heartbreaks. So I'll take Mike Williams. I'm gonna roll with Darren Waller. Gimme Waller. I think last time he saw Monday night football, he also saw nineteen targets. He's gonna he's gonna get that production. 
Real quick on Mike Williams, if you guys want to talk about it for a second, one of my buddies had a good trade offer. It was Mike Williams straight up for A.J. Brown. What would you take? I think I'd keep Mike Williams well, right now. He's got, he, he, he's got – Oh, he's got he, he has Mike Williams? He has Mike Williams. Someone offered him A.J. Brown. I don't like what I see from the Titans right now. I'd keep Mike Williams. Man. And Mike Williams is probably I, I, a cheaper option. I, I, would, I would do that deal. If it's just a straight-up redraft league, you're trading yep. a 10th-round pick for a second-rounder. That's underachieving? Yeah, I, I might do that. So how, how many weeks, Cody, would you need to see from Mike Williams to say that you'd rather have him over A.J. Brown? We're in week three uh, at the moment. Season. Uh, season. Uh, an entire so, season. So you would need to wait till like the end of the season to even consider that. I, I would need I would need to do it next year. All right. Alrighty. AJ Brown rapid. is money. He has been money. He that hasn't he hasn't got off the right foot yet. But I, yeah, AJ Brown. I, I would I would make that deal. Alrighty. So rapid fire is done. We're now going on to our triple threat challenge for week four. Here's how it works. Every week we give you a quarterback, <laughs> a receiver, and a running back that need to hit their projections. It's almost like a survivor pool type thing where you use a player, you use Kyler Murray. Guess what? You can't use him from any other week. Um, so it does get kind of tough. We are all combined 0 for 9 because this is a lot harder than we thought it could be. Um, but it's fun. It's a lot of good I'm fun. trying to so, tell you. Let's let's see let's see what we have happens this week. So we're gonna start off with Nick. Um, Nick, uh, why did you choose these three players for your triple threat? I'm just waiting for it to load up because I need a quick refresher. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Yeah, the, the the service that we're using for our um, our live stream has decided to not um, not cooperate with us um, when when it comes to putting these graphics up fast enough. Um, there we go. So there Perfect. we go. Yep. All right, perfect. So I'm starting off. I got Jameis Winston, 15 points. Honestly, it was just because I didn't like too many of the top quarterbacks to really trust him this week. I think Winston has a very favorable matchup against the Giants. 15 points. I'm banking on Winston having one of those bigger games um, like he's used to. or that uh, I don't want to say used to. He gets <laughs> but I, I think 15 is a very, a very fair floor for Winston. I think he could hit that pretty easily as long as they're not running the ball with Taysom Hill on the goal line again. Zach Moss, back-to-back weeks, 16-plus points. I love this 10 number against this Texans team. It's a great matchup. I mean, he's got that up. I mean, he doesn't have much upside, but I think 10's a fairly <laughs> good floor for him. For, I think 10's a fair floor for him to hit. I'm pretty confident he could get to that number. And then we talked about him a lot. Odell Beckham Jr. against the Vikings, wide receiver one, no Jarvis Landry there, 13.9, way too low of a number in my opinion. His first game back from injury, I think he had 13.7 or 13.8. All he's got to do is be one step better than he was last week against this defense. I'm not worried at all. I'm rolling with OBJ. All right, Cody, how about you? Why did you select these three players for your triple threat? Well, just like Nick, I'm going to wait because I said this <laughs> to him a couple days ago, and I honestly can't remember. I know I have my free square. I know I picked Tom Brady because whatever his point total is, he's going to score 20, a lot more than that. I think it was 20 that if, I, if I remember correctly. There. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's 20.1 uh, for Brady. Um, it's not popped up on my screen. So we right, Tom, we Brady, yeah. Tom Brady at 20.1, DeAndre Swift at 16.3, and Cole Beasley at 12.1. Yeah, for me, Tom Brady, he's the free square. Uh, he's going to go nuts. I'm sorry uh, if there's any Patriots fans out there. Uh, DeAndre Swift is is playing exactly like I hoped he would. I was worried about the injury, but – 
I mean, even though he's only playing 55 percent of the snaps but when he's out there he's running the ball he's catching the ball he's scoring touchdowns he's went over 20 points in two of the first three games uh love swift love his upside for the future as for cole beasley he's getting just peppered with targets i mean he catches five balls for 65 yards he's not quite at his 12.1 projection but he's gonna catch more than five balls he's averaging over uh 10 targets a game they're all high catch rate uh, throws. They're all high catch rate targets. So I I fully expect Cole Beasley to get well over 12.1. He's not a guy that's going to get in the end zone very often, but he's going to catch seven or eight balls for 50 or 60 yards. Okay. Um, I'm going with Derek Carr, Chubba Hubbard. um, And again, like we're having um, some technical difficulties at the moment. And CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Derek Carr is at 18.2 on Monday night. The last time he was on Monday Night Football, he's a top five fantasy quarterback. He did that week two. I don't think he was top five last week, but I think he still posted like 20 plus fantasy points. I'm trusting him to get over 20. Um, Get over 18 at least. I think he's going to get 20, though. And I think Carr is a very favorable matchup against the Chargers. Uh, Chubba Hubbard's at 14.8. It's kind of a high number, but I do want to get him out of the way before McCaffrey comes back. I think it's very reasonable because I think he gets in the end zone. I think he has like 40 rushing yards, a couple receptions. I think that's easily good enough to get you uh, 16 fantasy points, and he only needs 14. And CeeDee Lamb is a guy you're locking into your lineup every week. His projection 16.3. He has the chance to hit that projection every single week and exceed that by close to 25 Um Again, he's a guy that Dak targets a lot. The Panthers' defense has been good so far, but I don't think they have the corners to match up against Amari Cooper and CD. So I think both of those guys could have really excellent games against the Cowboys. So hopefully one of us hits this week. Um, we'll see what happens, but hopefully one of us finally gets a win, and hopefully we all get wins in the triple threat. And hopefully all of you out there win your fantasy matchups. Hopefully you win money in Daily Fantasy. Hopefully we all have a successful week four. So this is our show. Thank you guys for listening or watching, however you decided to consume this content. Again, if it was your first time, hopefully you enjoyed it and do come back. The next time you'll hear from us is Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube for daily fantasy talk and bargains injury updates live at 1130 and to answer all of your questions throughout the entire hour from 11 to 12 Eastern time. Um, you can find us for the audio portion on spot um, for on Tuesdays and Fridays, at least find the audio portion on Spotify, Apple podcast, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you do consume your podcast. And if you're watching the video portion, you see Cody's sweet little dog um, on the camera. You will not see my dog because Russ over there is very, very <laughs> – Russ is a very lazy Russ, dog. He won't, fit in the, um, he won't fit in the camera. <laughs> He, he's, he's a very lazy dog. He's kind of a chunky boy. He weighs like 30 pounds. So, yeah, he's going to be on the couch. You're being kind, Nick. My dog weighs <laughs> they 10. Told, they, they told me it was 30. I may need to put him on a scale. Um, if, again, and if you want to watch the video portion of the show on Tuesdays and Fridays to see cute dogs and other stuff and Cody's bald head after uh, Dalton Jones scores 26 <laughs> fantasy points, we're oh. on YouTube. We are on our YouTube channel. So find us on YouTube, Primetime Fantasy Podcast, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, Primetime FF Pod. And then find us on Facebook, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Cody, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Millie says, deuces. Dalton Schultz sucks. <laughs> and you, Nick. Yeah, guys, make sure you hop on to that Sunday live stream. We got some great calls. I called Odell. Uh, Cody called Madison being a top 10 running back, finished at RB8. 
Nick's called Kansas City's struggles early on the defensive end. Trust me, you're going to want to be there. You'll get those last-minute start-sit questions. You'll get some awesome detail on who you should be playing. Um, you get phenomenal DFS out of Cody and 12 guys. They always hit. I mean, look, you got a stellar lineup here. One hour of your time. All you need is five minutes. Any questions will get answered. Make sure you stop by that Sunday show, 11 to 12 o'clock. Nick said it best. That's how we're going to end the show. See you Sunday, week four. Let's get some 